It's impossible to count the times that we've been told to live life with no regrets. But is that a realistic or even worthy goal? Today, we have an honest conversation about the rather taboo topic of regret, what it is, what to do if you feel it, and even wonder if it's possible that this uncomfortable experience can be beneficial. You're listening to Honest Women, the podcast for every woman who's trying to juggle the relationships, roles, and responsibilities that come with modern womanhood and finding it all just a little harder than she thought it would be. We're your hosts, Andrea Berkeley and Jessica Hutchison, your new besties who just happen to be therapists. And while we believe that life is hard and there's no tip or trick that will solve that, it does get just a little bit easier when we can be real with each other and talk about it honestly. You're listening to Honest Women. Hey, Jess. Hey, Andrea, as I'm putting on a little lip gloss. Well, maybe you were regretting not having put on lip gloss earlier. I was. I was looking at myself as we are recording because even though we're in people's audio right now, we are looking at each other over the camera and I was like, ooh, need a little lip gloss. Obviously, you know what we're talking about today. We're talking about regret. Doesn't this feel like kind of a bummer? It seems so sad. Regret. Downer. I mean, I think I've felt that way about the idea of regret too. So I was so surprised when I got an email, I think it was a New York Times email talking about reframing regret. And it featured the author, Daniel Pink, who has a book on regret that sounds super excellent. I haven't read it. I regret not reading it before this episode, (laughs) but I did listen to a very short podcast where he was talking about it. And I was like, damn, That is some smart regret talk right there. So I decided to hop on the Facebook and explore a little bit about if I searched regret in these local groups that I'm part of, what would come up? And it was really interesting to see what people were talking about. I can't believe you don't regret doing that. Well, I kind of do because it was some time that I'll never get back. (laughs) So the things that people were talking about were overwhelmingly house-related, like anybody regret painting their honey oak cabinets? No. Pretty low stakes kind of things. And then there were bigger questions, like part of me feels crazy for asking this, but has anyone here stayed in an unhappy marriage and not regretted it in the long run? Ooh. Oh, I have so many thoughts on that one. Mm -hmm. Can I just say why really quick? Yes, please. Okay, because I'm going to fixate on it if I don't. I think the problem with a question like that is the audience that you're asking. Mm -hmm. Majority of the individuals in that audience are going to be in your age group, right? So they currently just left or it was recent. I personally would like to survey people who have been married 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. That's who I would want to talk to. And that's probably not the people who are responding. I love where you're going with this. Another big one was, do you regret having, and this was in quotes, just one more child? These were anonymous posts, by the way. Well, of course they were. Nobody's going to put their name on that. Mm -hmm. Who's going to admit that? Totally. What struck me from reading these things is that we are very invested as a culture in having no regrets. Like the worst thing in the world is that you'd make a decision, whether that be a small one, like painting your cabinets, which by the way, do it. You should do it. You won't regret it. Agree. Or a big one, like staying in your marriage or having another child. And I don't know, man, I'm wondering, 
Is that what we're aiming for is no regrets? I think of failure Mm -hmm. when I think of regret and how many times I see people show up in a place of I'm terrified of failing. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's similar. I am so afraid that I'm going to die with regrets or I'm going to regret this that it almost paralyzes you to the point that you can't even turn into yourself to tap into what you want. Now you're serving strangers on the internet who don't know anything about you and asking, should I or should I not do this thing? It actually, as I talk through it, makes me a little sad. Mm. I want to give them a hug and tell them to trust themselves. Right. And you want to give people a hug and be like, hey, you're going to do some stuff and regret it. And that's going to be okay. You're not getting out of here without regrets. Kind of like failure where there are things within my life that I failed miserably at and now I look at and say, thank God that I failed. Totally. So there's two types of regrets, according to Dan Pink. Let's start with regrets of action. So this would be like moral regrets. I did something and now I feel bad. Oh, dear. Yeah. I I mean, I've got a laundry list of those. Remember like all of our teens and like maybe your 20s? Oh, I was going to say I have a solid decade. Yeah. I mean, like the whole thing is just like one big regret. But not from a place of shame at all. Yes. Right? It's like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that or that. But then now at 40, there's a part of me that actually looks at it a lot differently where I regret not doing more, right? So then it leads probably to a different place what we're going. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Oh, no. So many things. So regrets of moral failings, they can be things that we really feel bad about. Like we hurt somebody. We did something wrong. And then there's just kind of the cringe factor like you're talking about. Not my finest moment. Yeah. I mean, worked out okay. But regardless, what you said is really crucial. Whether we did something bad that we feel guilty about, and I think we all have those things, or you just feel like a little cringy, or this is kind of the day-to-day stuff. Like you get to the end of your day, and man, the regret I have over and over again is I wish I hadn't lost my temper. Oh, same. That is hands down the number one. Flew Mm -hmm. off the handle said something that I wish I would have been able to take back mm-hmm. and I can't. Oh yeah. I mean, we have like a legitimate assessment that that was not okay. We have guilt around it. That's all good. It's when it veers into shame or I see this a lot when it veers into rumination. Ooh, yes. When you like cannot stop thinking about the bad thing that you've done and now you are stuck and you're just living it again and again and again. As a therapist, what do you think that's all about? because we haven't made sense of it yet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense, right? I'm caught in it. I'm caught in it. So to me, it's like, okay, well, what can we learn from that experience, from that emotion? What is it telling us? What is it teaching us? Mm -hmm. I also think that this can become super toxic. So it so makes sense to replay something a little bit and try to learn from it. I mean, we can have true sorrow and guilt over things that we've done. And I think that's good. But there comes a point where you go, this is no longer helpful. There's a part of you that's afraid to let yourself off the hook. There's a part of you that's afraid to stop punishing you over and over. Or there's a part of you that almost thinks that if you just replay it another hundred times, that it will be different, that it will go away. 
that you'll make a different choice. But the thing is, once you've done something, you can't go back. I also think it can be a security blanket of sorts. Mm -hmm. If you have just a negative belief about self or just the self narrative that you're bad or not good, if you stay stuck in that, man, that's a lot of evidence to support that belief that you hold. And I, I have seen people afraid, truly afraid to let go of that emotion because it's become the norm. Mm-hmm. Without this, what's going to happen? Who am I going to be? Oh, yes. It almost becomes scary, scarier than sitting there and judging yourself than to realize that you have options going forward. Yeah, it is. Mm. It's scary. It's the unknown. It feels a lot less in your control. If you want to let and allow, right, because we can make an active choice to allow regret to consume us, Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of predictability in that. Mm -hmm. It's a constant feeling of letting others down or being let down or, you know, it's this constant state of being that can be predictable. Yes. It's our mind's way of taking control of a situation that we wish had gone another way We wish we had done something different, but now we can't undo it, but at least we can live it over and over again. What we're trying to say here is this type of engagement with a regret of action is not helpful. No. Believe me, we'll get to the point where we prove or at least discuss whether regret can be helpful at all. But these things, like I did a bad thing a year ago, six years ago, 26 years ago, and I will not let myself off the hook, this is no longer serving you. It forms an identity of shame. That is not serving you. No. Can't stop ruminating about it. These are all good reasons to go to therapy. (laughs) Yeah. Got to work that shit out. Because if you need more reasons, this is a good reason to explore those things. Yes. Go to therapy. peace with the regret. Yes. Live, live, live. Because if you don't, You might end up with regrets of inaction. This is the other category. So if you remember, regrets of action, there was one type, a moral regret. I did something and I wish I hadn't done it. But regrets of inaction, there's actually three types. And the interesting thing that he found before we dive into this, because I think this is fascinating and maybe kind of the end of the story before we get there, but bear with me, is that when we're young... We have a pretty fair balance between regrets of action and regrets of inaction. But as we get older, the number and the strength of our regrets of inaction outnumbers regrets of action two to one. Ooh. So a regret of inaction might be something like a boldness regret. I wish I had taken that chance. It might be a foundation regret. I wish I had put in the effort, basically. Like, I wish I had started exercising a year ago. I wish that I had tried harder in school is a big one. And then the last one is connection regrets. I wish I had reached out. Actually, one of them was, I wish that I had attended the funeral. Oh, wow. So do you have any examples? Anything come up for you? Well, it's interesting when you brought up School, I think that Mm -hmm. certainly is like this idea of taking things more serious. Mm -hmm. I think in the present time, when I look at regrets, they oftentimes revolve around my family. Mm -hmm. I wish 
I would have stayed longer. I wish I would have not been so tired and sat with one of my kids a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. I wish instead of, and I guess I'm saying wish, but I mean regret. I really do mean regret here. I regret, you know, doing the dishes over sitting and, you know, snuggling on the couch and watching a movie. So inaction hits a lot harder for me nowadays than Mm -hmm. regret of action. Yeah, for sure. I was just talking to somebody yesterday. I was getting my hair done. So of course I was talking for hours and I said one regret of inaction yesterday related to my health. You know, I've gone through all of this stuff where I'm trying to better my health and blah, 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 blah. So I'm almost two months into hormone therapy Mm -hmm. and I feel so much better. Mm -hmm. And I just was there getting my hair washed and I'm like, shit. I mean, I was going to my doctor and saying, I don't feel well. I don't feel well. I don't feel like myself. And my doctor was like, shrug your shoulders. Like, well, you're a woman and you know, you're 40 now and you have four kids and life is hard and you're a therapist and all of these things. So it's not that I didn't advocate for myself, but it's that I didn't know that there were other options. So I didn't seek them out. Yes. And so yesterday I was saying... If only I could go back, I could have gotten the last six years of my life back. Mm. Six years. I'm so happy for how I'm starting to feel, but six years between when I could have started this and now, I felt a lot of regret. And this was one of the things that we have to do when we start to feel these regrets of inaction. We have to ask, what did I know at the time? I didn't know there was anywhere else to go to get my health taken care of. I didn't know about this stuff. Did I really make a bad decision? No. I was doing everything that I knew. Even if I can legitimately say like, man, you blew it there. I mean, I can't go back and change it. You can't go back and change it. But what you're highlighting and what is so important is the reflection Mm -hmm. that you're having on the regret. So you're not avoiding it, you're reflecting on it and being able to say, okay, so I regret not doing some of these things with my health sooner, but then reflecting at, okay, but wait a minute, and you did it naturally while you were talking through it and Mm -hmm. said, okay, six years ago, well, where was I? I didn't know these things. I didn't know what to look for. I did the best that I could. I advocated for myself. I spoke to what I was thinking and feeling. Mm -hmm. I did the best I could. And so here's where I land today. And that I think is what the point is, is regret can offer beautiful reflections Yes. to say, one, what would I do differently today? Or two, well, wait a minute, there's nothing I could have done differently than what I did. Yeah, you're so right. Regret feels bad, but there is good there if you know how to use it. And what you're describing is that regret can lead us to our values. So now if I say, I regret not starting hormone therapy sooner, and I can stop ruminating on that because I didn't know, but I let it lead me to, my health is really important to me. Feeling okay is really important to me. So now what? Well, I want to do more things that make me healthy. I'm starting to sleep more at night. I'm starting to exercise in a different way. I'm starting to eat healthier. These are all really important things to me. So it can be motivating, right? Yes, it can. I think it it is when we have unrealistic expectations of the regret. Mm-hmm. Meaning, well, 
if I, I regret not doing this hormone therapy earlier, or Mm -hmm. I regret not dating my spouse longer. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. But it's when we take it a step further and make an assumption that our lives would be better. Yes. If we just did this. Yes. And it's simply inaccurate. Right. I think regret, the way that we experience it in a non-healthy way, can be almost a way of dealing with our present discomfort. So we say, my marriage is hard. I regret having married you in the first place. Oh, you're trying to open some sort of weird sliding door to an alternate reality where you don't have any pain that you have right now. Yes. The truth is that ship done sailed. None. Not here anymore. Sailed. So here's something I do in my practice quite a bit, specifically like a suicide loss, right? Mm -hmm. When there's a Mm -hmm. lot of guilt Mm -hmm. and regret. And what I try to really work through is by saying there's actually a hundred thousand different things we as individuals could have done differently at this specific time in our lives. That is fact. However, we do not know if any of those things would have altered today and made it any different than it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that is how I like to or would like to frame regret Yeah, is we don't know if we would have taken that more seriously, would have taken that chance, wouldn't have married that person, wouldn't have painted our cabinets. Right. We don't know that we would feel any different or any better than we do today. Totally. And we would have other problems. Exactly. Like if I had gone to a different college, I regret not applying to such and such more prestigious school. Well, I wouldn't have met my husband. I was thinking that. Right? During freshman orientation, nonetheless. I could say I regret not having been single and more wild in my youth. Well, I'm sure I'd have some other regrets about things I had done. 100%. I could have gotten myself in different kind of trouble. I would have regrets of action. It's fine. Whatever. I got lots of regrets of action, but I tell you what, I live life, girlfriend. Oh, man. (laughs) I got some too. Okay. So experiencing regret, if we notice it, this is regret. And then we say, well, what is this pointing me towards? What is it showing me is important to me? And what can I do from here? It can be really helpful. Maybe you regret losing touch with a friend. Actually, oof, girl, I didn't think I was going to bring this up. This is one that's really heavy on my heart right now. Really heavy on my heart right now. Without getting into the details, I regret the end of a friendship that meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. I regret it so much. I think about this on a very regular basis. And I have been thinking all week and actually damn, my life is going to change. Hold on. So I have been thinking about reaching out to this person and letting her know how often I think about her. That's a regret of connection. I wish I had, first of all, I wish I had done a lot of things different, which I can't undo, but I feel sorrow about. Mm. And then I wish that I could reach out in a way. And what Dan Pink said about that was that we always think it's going to be so hard or awkward. And it's always way less awkward than we think it's going to be. And it usually goes pretty well. Just talking through this, this makes me think, okay, if I examine this regret over this friendship, I still have a chance to change it. Yes. 
I can reach out to her so that I don't have to say 10, 20, 50 years from now, I so regret not reaching out to her because that's something that at that point I might not be able to change, but at this point I can. I love that you brought that up because it's true. And I think about when you talk about just the friend and how it ended, I mean, heck, I'll go back to regret over the lunch we had that went array because we had so much going on in our Mm -hmm. lives. I deeply regretted how that day ended, Mm -hmm. which then led to, well, look where we're at today, friends. So true. Which led to me reaching out and saying- Actually, you did reach out because we had that tough moment and I just went into my turtle shell. I was like, burp, burp, I live in my shell now. And you did reach out. Because I deeply regretted it. And it kept being in my mind over and over. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I regret this. It took me a little bit of my own stubbornness before realizing I regretted it. But then I reached out. You did. And I noticed that at the time. I remember being really impressed and like really impressed. And I'm so grateful. I'll never forget. I don't remember the original. I just remember you were in the hospital with two of your kids getting surgery. And I remember- The only thing I do remember thinking is, I can't believe I don't know that Mm. because we had a difficult day together during a very difficult time Mm -hmm. in everybody's lives at that time. Didn't agree on everything. And because of that, I didn't talk to you for a while. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Right. Right. I am not going to regret it. But I do remember knowing I could reach out and she might be like, hey, see ya. I don't want to be friends anymore. Right. But- I would have never regretted reaching back out regardless of the response. Right. It's so true because at least you know. At least you know. I have reached out in a different friendship that ended. I've reached out a number of times and I've gotten the big old fuck off, you know? Oh, totally. Me too. By the way, that end of that friendship was not my fault, so you fuck off. But (laughs) (laughs) I almost just spit out my coffee. At least I don't have to wonder. Exactly. You did what you could. I mean, even though it still distresses me a lot, I'm like, that's not on you, girl. It's not. You know, I don't have to live with the regret that I didn't do my part. I did do my part. Also, it's not my fault. So it's your fault. Not your fault. Also, it's your fault. Also, it's your fault. You suck. It's never your fault if you own your shit, right? It's never your fault if you own your shit. It's never your fault. Yeah. If you can show up to the table and practice humility, I love a little humility and Mm -hmm. say, I really regret how I talked to you that day or my response to you or how I treated you. Mm -hmm. I don't know that you can ever say it's your fault. You don't know how it's going to go. There's no guarantee. And we've all experienced being on the opposite side where somebody says, well, good, you better regret it. And then doesn't want to talk to us again. Right. Tell you what, Then after that, I'm like, you know what? I did the best I could. I tried. Right. Also, you're like, maybe I don't regret the end of that relationship. I'm like, well, I have more choice words for you. Totally. Just wait. (laughs) I'm going to double down. Oh, so this is all well and good. I actually think we've made a very good case for regret. And thank you to Dan Pink for also making this case and helping us to get here. But let's just say we have a listener who's stuck in regret, right? They're like deep in that moment of feeling bad. Either that they did something or that they didn't do something. What could they, should they do in that moment? I say dig in and explore it, Mm -hmm. not the content of the regret Mm -hmm. necessarily. I'll use this example I was talking about before. I regret how that lunch that day ended with Andrea. Mm -hmm. I regret that. 
Don't stay stuck there. Go on further. Why? Yeah. Tell me more. Why do you regret it? Because mm-hmm. I miss my friend. Because it, we have a close connection. Because this is ridiculous to let something so small end an entire friendship because yeah. of connection. Right. Right. Because of these things. Play it out to identify why it's a regret. Yes. And then see if there's action you can take. And even let's say you regret not reaching out to somebody and now they're gone. I was thinking that. Sometimes the action that you can take is say, well, connection is so important to me. And this family member, this friend is gone. But there are probably other relationships where I can step forward. There are other relationships where I can make an effort. And I'm going to do that because I don't want to feel regret like this about these connections, right? I'm so happy you brought up if they're not here. Because I was thinking that right after I said it, you know, playing out your regret is sometimes we can't, right? Because they aren't here with us. However, you can learn from that experience. I'm going to pick up the phone or I'm going to reach out to this family member because I have regrets with somebody who's no longer here. Well, how does that change the present and how you interact with people around you? Yeah. And if you have a regret about not taking bold action, Maybe you say, I'll take some. You know, maybe that job that you passed up, it's not there anymore. Maybe that cross-country move kind of isn't a thing anymore or starting that business isn't a thing. But I mean, sometimes people decide to start a podcast and then three years go by and then they start it because they don't want to live with the regret of not doing whatever it is that you're called here to do. So if you have something that's on fire in you, Do it. Do it. Do some version of it. And that's the thing that this research really showed. By the time we get to the end of our lives, the thing that we regret is not taking bold action. Mm. And it's not connecting. Yes. So do it. Do it. Let this be your fire to not stay stuck. Finally, If you're regretting some action, like you're feeling real bad, any thoughts here? Let it go. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally a part of me wants to say let it go unless it is you said or did something that you can make amends for. Yep. But if it is something from your past, like me in a decade in my 20s or whatnot, Mm -hmm. let it go. Or look at what it taught you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what you learn from it. Mm -hmm. Totally. What good came from it, right? I regret marrying that man, but I'm very happy for the children that I had, right? Yes. I regret that stupid job, but I'm very glad for the skills that I learned that I picked up and then now I'm using in some other way. That's actually really useful. It takes a little of the sting out of that regret. And then try talking to yourself like you would to a friend. We're so much nicer to other people. Yes, we are. We would never, or I shouldn't say never, but rarely talk to our friends like we talk to ourselves. Be kind, right? Yes. So to the women who are listening to this episode who are like, huh, was not thinking that way about regret, I have a challenge for you. Instead of aiming for no regrets, what if you take a moment to sit with yours? Some of them pop up immediately, like the ones that are heavy with guilt, the regrets of action. And we can learn from those. We talked that through. 
but some others are more subtle. They're hiding in those like, if, if only, if only I could, if only I had and explore. Why is this so important? And then what? And then try to do the thing that it points you to. Because at the end of the day, at the end of your life, we don't want to be left with a ton of regrets of inaction. Take some time to reflect now and move boldly into your future. You've just finished an episode of the Honest Women Podcast. We are so honored that you would spend this time with us. We have so much more where this came from and don't want you to miss a minute. So please, right now, take a second to follow the show. While you're there, leave us a five-star rating and a review. It's the best way to help other women find our show so they can join the conversation. And if you have a friend who could use a little more honesty in her life, and who couldn't, send this episode directly to her. Actually, send this episode to anyone you want to. Everyone's welcome here. We'll be back next Wednesday speaking some truth and feeling some feels. Until then, hang in there, ladies. This has been Honest Women.